What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff Show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Atlanta, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to a Thursday evening edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast. Chris Van Fleet is here. He and I are the exact same size. People forget that. Chris Van Fleet, Chase Thomas, we're actually the same size. Chris, do you agree or disagree? Sure, we could be the same size. Yeah. I mean, people are just listening to us right now. So, yes, we are both six foot six and 265 pounds. Are you really six six two sixty six? <laughs> I wish. No, I wish. I just kind of like named the rock stats there, didn't I? Don't do this. You know what you are, Chris. You know what you are, Chris Van Fleet. I know what I am. You know what you are. You know and it's not fair. Like, what do you do? What is a day in the life of the Chris Van Fleet experience? Like, do you go to the gym every day? I eat a lot of pizza. I eat a lot really? of pizza. Oh, I love pizza. What kind of yeah. Pizza? So uh I I joke around that I'm on the pizza diet. Um <laughs> Great. But yeah, that's that the day in the life is uh is is pizza and mm-hmm. podcasting, I guess. That's, you know, that's it. The PP. <laughs> that's the secret to looking like Chris Van Fleet, folks, <laughs> is uh pizza and podcasting. <laughs> now in all seriousness, like I'm not a coffee drinker, so I'm the gym is like my coffee. The gym is my wake up. So day with the gym. Yeah. Yeah. So I wake up and it's like right to the gym and then right to a workout. And then as soon as I come home, I eat a whole bunch of food. So it's like fasted, a fasted workout. Oh my God. If we talk about all the things I eat, this will be the most boring podcast no, ever. Matters, but, you know, this matters. I, I eat all the things, you know, I eat all the things I, you're no, supposed to eat. I showed a picture to you. Like I showed a picture of you to the person that I'm talking to right now. And, um, I'm, I'm just going to say positive reviews. So like everyone who's <laughs> listening, Chris. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, it's very kind. Uh, what, what picture, what picture are you showing? Like, this, I don't know. It could know. be any picture. It was a Google picture. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't like, I just, eat, I, like, I, I eat the picture with you is fine. Don't do this. Chris Van Fleet. You're uh, everything with you is fine. I, I feel, I feel great. And <laughs> I'm, I feel very grateful to be back on the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me back on. You are you. a podcasting machine. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Like Episode 450-something? 64. Ooh, 464. You are a machine. Thank you, sir. Oh, well, thank you for having me on. Well, thank you for being here. And um, you know what's funny? The first time, you know how I figured out who you were? 
I don't know if we talked about this in the first time you're on. The How's that? The Dakota Johnson. I don't think so. Interview. Oh, <laughs> where I watched that and I was like, "What the fuck? Like this was insane that you had to go through that. That was horrible. I felt so bad." Well, for you. well, I, I I didn't have to go through it. I got to go through it. Like that was fun. Wait, that like, was, that fun was a. You? Oh my god, that was one of the most interesting, fun, entertaining interviews that I'd ever been a part of. Really? And okay, a quick backstory on it. So they're doing the press for this movie called How to Be Single, and right. when a press junket is happening, basically the actors sit in a hotel room and the press kind of circulate in four minutes at a time. The door opens up and a new reporter goes in, asks their questions. Four minutes later, another one. So all my colleagues were walking out of that room with Dakota Johnson and Leslie Mann going, ooh, I mean, g- good luck with that one. Like, uh, it's not a not a great interview. And I'm like, oh, geez, well, you know, make the most of this. Hopefully get a soundbite and we can make a TV segment out of this. And I went in and something happened the second I walked in and Leslie Mann just started being just super fun and like was calling over her like makeup artist and stylist who were off camera. Like, Oh, we'll set you up with this guy. Yeah. And, and I was like, when the camera started rolling, I'm like, how much further Wait, can so I she push knew this? immediately? Like what was happening there? Oh yeah. And I was like, I, I think that some other reporters might've gone, okay, you know, I need, I need to make sure I can get some good usable content. Like I'll start asking my questions. I was like, how far can I push this? Like <laughs> how much, like how far can we keep going? Cause the show that I was working on in Miami Deco drive was a really fun show, like really loose. And that stuff would, would, would work. So I just yeah. kept rolling with it. And like, I, I pushed the envelope a little further. They pushed it a little further. I'm like, this is great. So it was, it was fun. And I know how, um, I know how this can be perceived by people, especially in 2020. And this happened in 2016. So I understand how it can be perceived now, but don't get me wrong. I was a willing participant <laughs> in what happened there. I just, it was mind blowing to watch in person. Like you were, uh, you played it off very well, but they were, uh, Leslie Mann, I think more than Dakota Johnson was just like, she was in like Leslie Mann. Oh yeah. You, you can take, t- take that to your grave, sir. That Leslie Mann was like, well, and then I then yeah. I ended up interviewing. Um, I interviewed Dakota Johnson like two years later for a movie called Bad Times at the El Royale. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walked in the room, she looks at me and she goes, "Oh my god, wow! <laughs> did 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 are you the guy that Leslie Mann and I sexually harassed?" And I'm like, "That's me." And she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "No, don't be sorry. It was fun." She's like, "No, on behalf of Leslie." And myself, I'd like to apologize. And I'm like, well, thank so you. It's very good. Apologize to you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so it's funny that it's funny that that's how you found out who I was, and then somehow, right, through a series of events, you found out that I also liked wrestling. Well, that was the whole thing. Is like, I was like, who is this? And then I like went through stuff, and I was like, oh, he's a wrestling fan. <laughs> and that was like how I figured it out. But like ultimately, how I found you originally was that interview and i watched it i was like what the what what is happening here this is insane and, yeah that's uh, yeah that's that's one of a few interviews that went viral and it's just you never know like you never know what's going to happen when you walk into one of those rooms so i always like to say that the interview starts the second you walk in the room whether the cameras are rolling or not because that's when you're starting to build that rapport with people yeah interviews are tough and um now you don't have to worry about that because everything's uh virtual chris 
as uh, this podcast is being done right now. Like you and I, we're not in the same room. No, we are not. Although it sounds like we could be in the same room. Yeah, but we're not. I'm going to go ahead and peel back that curtain. We are not in the same room. Um, You're on the No, so that that counts for something. (laughs) The first thing I want to ask you, Chris, is it wise? So I watched SmackDown this past week. I watch every professional wrestling show. Roman Reigns is not around. Braun Strowman and Bray uh, Wyatt are building their own thing. They're doing a very cinematic themed match for Extreme Rules. Um, is it wise for SmackDown to be building around Matt Riddle right now? Because that was my notes. Is I was like, they are clearly angling for Matt Riddle to be the face of this company in the next two years. Do you think that's wise? Well, I think what's interesting is like they had this plan no matter what was going on in his personal life. And what's interesting here is, you know, this is is obviously a case of he said, she said, and, you know, there's no evidence beyond what he said and what she said. I feel like if the evidence was stronger against him and they didn't have this push plan for him, you know, the same thing might have happened to him that happened to Jack Gallagher. Um, and, and I think that well, I think because they had these plans, a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had plans for him and they're like, okay, well let's see. Like, Cause they kind of, things were kind of put on hold there for a little bit. And I feel like the situation just kind of, died down or maybe the the evidence didn't back up the story and they went okay yeah i guess let's let's move forward with this and it's that's a very that's a very interesting question that you ask and you're you're it's a, it's a good one to be asking but i i think that uh, i think that matt riddle is in the clear from the for matt riddle fans he's in the clear if you, you know, if you have other opinions about him based on this, well, I mean, I, you're entitled to having that as well as I, I mean, what do you think though? Like I, as I'm sitting there taking notes, like I don't, they're building the show around him. They're building their a show around Matt Riddle. And I just, I feel uncomfortable about it. Like there's just too much there where I'm like, ah. you know, what sucks is that Matt Riddle is a very good professional wrestler. And mm-hmm. I I can't root for him. There's just too much there where I'm just like, I, I don't know. I, I can't do this. I can't sit there and be like, yeah, definitely build around Matt Riddle. I can't, I can't do it. Well, I feel like, you know, these things don't happen by accident. They obviously had all kinds of conversations and meetings about this. And obviously th- they think this is a good idea. And I'm not saying that everything that WWE does or everything that happens in the world of pro wrestling is always the right decision. But WWE has been really good about like walking these political lines and and trying to not get in trouble, at least over the last 10 or 15 years. So I would have to think that they've weighed the pros and cons of this situation. And they have determined that the pros outweigh the cons here. But do you think that's right? What would like if you're running the day right now, would you say yes or no to this strategy of building around your a show around Matt Riddle right now? Well, Matt Riddle hasn't done anything wrong and certainly not yeah. in the eyes of the law. I mean, there are allegations against him as of right now. There are unproven allegations against him. So, I mean, 
there's really nothing wrong here. So, but would you do I, it? Would you have? Would you still book him as your premier guy on SmackDown right now? I think them not doing it two weeks ago when they could have was probably a smart move. Mm. But I don't. I don't see anything wrong with it now. Um, I'm just. I, I about think. It. I don't know. What What's the worst thing that could happen? I think there's more there. I wouldn't be surprised if there's more to this story. There might be. And 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 this is the thing. I'm not saying that Matt Riddle did no wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that there's that video been nothing was not good. I watched that video. It was not good. <laughs> what his his apology video? Yeah, it was not good. Yeah, it was almost like I I have to make this thing, so yeah, here it, it is. It's not good. Yeah. I I was not a fan. No. Yeah. It just sounds like you're not a Matt Riddle fan. No, period, I love Matt Riddle so. a wrestler. I'm just concerned. Like, I think it's just like w- weirdly like walking into a burning building and being like, <laughs> you don't have to do this. Like you have other people on this roster that you can move over. You can just build around AJ Styles. Like you don't have to build your show around it at Matt Riddle right now. Like you don't have yeah. to put him on the pedestal because if you watched Smackdown this past Friday, that show is still about Matt Riddle. That match against Morrison and then his program with AJ Styles after. Like, they are building SmackDown around Matt Riddle. That's their A show. Like, it's just, you don't need to do that right now. Just don't do it. So, so if happens. it was you, who, who would you build around? You know what's funny? I have this in my notes because I was going to ask you this question. Because there's no Roman <laughs> Reigns. And, I mean... Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it's still AJ Styles for me. We're like, yep. until he retires, like, that's what I would do. It's just be like, yeah. hand the keys to Styles and be like, all right, you're our guy. And uh, whatever you want, yeah. do, we'll do it. Yeah. And I think that AJ Styles is, I mean, not, not obviously one of the greatest wrestlers ever, but he's also just a good, like, locker room guy and a good leader. And I think you're right. You hand the keys to him and yeah, you can't go wrong. He is just somebody that, like, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> if I hand the keys to him, like, he's a family guy, like, he has some crazy, crazy views. I'll go ahead and say this on the record. Some crazy views. But, like, you still trust him. Like, if you hand the keys to AJ Styles, you're like, okay, he can deliver a promo, he can have a feud with whoever. It doesn't really matter. Like, he can yeah. feud with Matt Riddle, he can feud with Shinsuke, he can feud with whoever. Like, AJ will be fine. I don't know if that's the case with Matt Riddle right now. And I don't think they needed to rush this. So, like, I would have put yeah. him on the back burner. Would be what I've done. I would just see what happens. Let him sit for a little bit. And uh, I don't know. I just, I think it's just very, I'm curious what would have happened if there were fans. Like, what would you have expected? There was the fan response. Mm, if, that's a, that's, yeah. I think he would have done a, a lot of shit. I, I do. I really do. Yeah. It's uh, that's a that's a very interesting point because we're living in the world right now right. with pro wrestling where things are so different and you don't have the fans at least not their live telling you this is good or this is bad. Right. I'm sure they're monitoring Twitter more than ever. I'm sure they were always monitoring Twitter, but I'm sure they're monitoring Twitter more than ever. But that's a great you know that's a great question. If he got booed. I think that the push gets taken away. Well, that's not necessarily true because Roman Reigns got booed, booed for but it's years. A, it's a different kind of booed. Roman Reigns <laughs> got booed for his uh, family choices. He was booed because he was 
Vince McMahon's guy. <laughs> and it was, yeah, like, this is, this is what's happening. And people it's interesting like, how, when these situations come up, characters usually brought into this more than anything, because mm. uh, Kobe Bryant had a, had a, a, a scandal and he, you know, that's not how he's remembered at all. You know, that thing kind of went away relatively quickly and that, that involved like court cases. A, you had a convicted felony rapist on TV last month named Mike Tyson, but everyone yeah. just kind of forgives that. So it's very interesting how it depends on who the person is. And and I see where, you, where you're going at here. Not everybody likes Matt Riddle, the person. Yeah. And I think that it, when they see allegations like this, they go, well, I, well, I told you I didn't like this guy. Yeah. I would just like to see what his fan reaction would have been on SmackDown in front of a live audience. Because my yeah. well, I guess best we, guess we can see the reaction. Been, I think Twitter, he would have been yes. out of the building. I really do. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think the atmosphere for him is good right now. Based on what I read and based on like yeah. the atmosphere, I don't think it's positive. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, it, and it's so funny in wrestling how we can't separate, like the person and the character, the line becomes so blurred. Um, and it's just it's just very interesting there how what happens in your personal life can bleed into what's happening in your professional life there. And that doesn't happen in like the world of acting as much. Yeah. But also just like once it's out there, it, there there are so many talented professional wrestlers out there. Like I don't feel bad about it. Or I'm like, just pull them. Who cares? Like Matt Riddle is not saving the business. Just pull him. Like there's yeah, going to be someone yeah. else after him. It's fine. <laughs> just pull his ass. Like who yeah, cares? But, what are we doing? But but again, he, he, he hasn't done anything wrong. I would just like he hasn't to see what happens. I would just be like, all right, let's just pull him and let him continue working the NXT circuit. And then maybe we'll see what the fame reaction is. But like I just building around your a show around Matt Riddle right now just seems very tone deaf to me. Is, is I find it very interesting that you that you call Smackdown the a show. And I it's guess it's, it's on Fox. Right yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think that fans everywhere still think of Raw being Have you the watched main Raw show. Recently? Well, I've tried. <laughs> it's a Humberto Creo show. Like it's the show that has Heath Slater coming out complaining about Drew McIntyre. It's not the A show anymore. Hey, I, that was a great promo though. That was a fantastic promo and a nice surprise. And why I was speaking of crowd. Well, why wasn't it tasteful? Do you think it was okay for them to call Heath Slater back for this after firing him? Well, I would have to imagine that this isn't just a one-time appearance. I hope so. That's my whole thing. Is like I hope this is like his start back because he Slater is super talented. I think he actually has a lot to offer the company. But if they brought him back yeah, I, after firing him for this I don't one think, thing, that's kind of eh. Well, I don't think they brought him back for the one thing because the 90-day non-compete is up in nine days. So I don't think they would bring him back to have him then potentially appear on AEW or Impact, you know, nine days later. So I think that he's back in – I don't know this at, at all, but I would just have to think he's not back to just cut one one amazing promo mm -hmm. on Raw and then we don't see him ever again. He's talented. Like, Heath Slater is very good at his job. Oh, hell like yeah. Slater a lot. Like, Heath Slater is very yes. good. I, yes. I want him to have a job in professional wrestling. And I would like for him to, like, <laughs> he, 
He just, he's good. Just find a place for him. Like, just find a place for Heath Slater. He's good. Just have him on your TV yeah. every week. He's a great company guy, too, yeah. because he came up in the WWE system, not unlike Matt Cardona, not unlike Zack Ryder. So he came up in the system. Dolph Ziggler's a great example. They work in the WWE way. They know how to do television. Like, that's a great guy to have on Raw every week. So... I'm going to ask you this point blank because you asked me this um, to start. But, Chris, who <laughs> would you build around on SmackDown? Like, if it's not Matt Riddle and there's no Roman Reigns around, like, who would you build around? Like, who is who is the guy for you? Well, you know, at the risk of sounding like a parrot on your answer, mm -hmm. AJ Styles is the correct answer, I think. Okay. So I think you build around, you build around AJ who – makes everybody that he works with look like a million bucks while making himself look like a million bucks at the same time. There's not too many other wrestlers in the world that can do that. So I think that you, you, you have AJ go out there and do what AJ does best, which is pretty much everything and have him do that until Roman comes back or until maybe John Cena makes an appearance again or until crowds come back and shows get a lot more interesting. I just, you know, it sucks. Uh, wrestling without fans. I'm not going to like Chris. It, it just sucks. Like it's just hard yeah. to get through and it, it's not their fault. And I'm watching these shows and I'm taking notes and everything else. But like, I don't like being uncertain about like what this person would be in front of a live crowd. And these guys are all trying their best. And I'm trying to figure out like if Drew McIntyre would be a good draw right now. And it's hard. Because I'm not a Drew McIntyre guy, like at all. Like I just, I think he's boring. I think he, he should not have the world title. Like I think Brock Lesnar should have beat him. Like I, I'm not a Drew McIntyre guy. But I would like to see what his crowd reaction would have been for the last three months. I would have liked to seen what this looked like for him in front of a live crowd because he's he's getting more emotional. He's getting more comfortable with being the the guy who claymores everybody. Whatever. I, I don't know. Like, I just think the post fan world just clouds so much stuff yeah. that like, I, yeah. I feel guilty about having any kind of opinion about any of these guys and I don't know how to fix it. Well, I'd have to think that him winning at WrestleMania would have been the biggest pop of the night, especially because he was beating Brock Lesnar, who, you know, I think people were really sick of having not the champion. Me. So it's not me. <laughs> look, I love Brock. I love Brock. And I think that he's super talented, but I just think people were upset with the fact that like, we, you know, we've heard these arguments for years that all these other guys were going out week in, week out and busting their asses. And then Brock Lesnar would he show up that. once every he couple did months. It. He did it yeah. time. He did 10 plus years. He did his time. Yeah. Brock Lesnar built himself in a situation where he was an awesome UFC guy. He did this. Like, I don't, yeah, no, it's not a fair and I'm I'm certainly yeah. I, I'm not making an argument that Brock Lesnar doesn't deserve that. I'm just saying this is where the fans are coming from. So Drew McIntyre going out there and beating Brock Lesnar would have got a massive pop, and then the Raw the next night would have he would have got a huge pop there. That? So I don't think. Do you think it would have gotten a massive pop? That's my whole thing. Oh, for sure. Really? Oh my god, yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah, I'm not. I, Drew McIntyre's over for sure. You think he's? I, over? I have no question. Oh yeah. No, no question. Of course he's over. Interesting. I don't think he is, but I, I don't know. I could be wrong. 
I could be wrong. I think the most, I, I think the best comparison of this no fan world that I heard was this would be like going to a comedy show with no crowd. Yeah. And I was like, that's perfect. That is, that is the most perfect example of this because you go to a comedy show with no crowd. I feel like there's that infectious energy in the audience of like, Oh, that joke wasn't that funny to me, but everyone around <laughs> me is laughing. So I'll laugh too. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens here, but I, I'm, I will say I'm, I'm really shocked that the ratings have been as low as they've been. Like we are literally, especially in March and April, we were literally a captive audience. Every single person in America was sitting in their home at eight o'clock on a Monday night. That was not the case. That's not the case in a pre quarantine world in a pre COVID world. So I think it's fascinating that everybody's home on a Monday night at eight o'clock all those wrestling fans for sure. But then you have, you know, your lapsed fans and maybe your casual fans and people are choosing not to tune in. That's what I find most fascinating about this situation. Do you know what sucks? Chris? Three hours of professional wrestling on Monday night. Like that, that sucks. (laughs) Like it's, it's just too long. Like three hours is too much. Like you want to fix it? Drop three hours. Like this company knows what they can do. They know they can they, drop this. The third hour, yeah, but, but then they'd be dropping week. hundreds of millions of dollars. The third hour tanks every week. Do you look at the ratings? Like it tanks every week. I I don't know, man. Like it's just it's just bad. Nobody wants three hours of this. Like two hours is perfect. Like I, they know the answer to this. They put Enzo on like a year and a half ago to try and fix this. Like it's just it's not good. And they're not gonna be able to fix it. Like it's never not going to feel like a slog. Like I will never watch Raw live ever in my life again as long as it's three hours. Like, can you do it? Can you do a three hour live <laughs> Raw? I will never do it ever again. No. It's yeah. Out. I don't know the last. It's been a. It's been a while since I watched the full three hours live. I watched it the next morning, and I, and I skipped through stuff. Yeah, or I'll, like I have it on Hulu where, you know, they cut out all the commercials or they cut out like some oh, of the God. promos or something. Like if you're listening, no, he watches the entire thing. Chris Van Vliet watches the entire <laughs> three hours of Monday Night Raw. Don't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do end up watching all three hours, but it's definitely not all on Monday night. And yeah. that's, but I, we also live in a world now where you don't need to consume content as it's happening, you no, know, if something for sports all the time, we watch Monday night football, we watch Sunday night football, we watch Saturday. Yes. And, yes. And no, yes. And no, because if I'm not a, uh, I don't know, like a St. Louis Cardinals fan, but, a, but there's a perfect game or there's a, someone hits for the cycle. I'm going to see the clips of it on Twitter and I'm going to go, Oh, that's so cool. That thing happened. Yeah. And I think that that's what happens with wrestling. You know, if I don't Maybe. watch, if I don't watch everything that's happening on Monday night with raw Tuesday night with impact Wednesday night with dynamite and Friday night with SmackDown, I know that I will see the best of the best stuff on my timeline five minutes after it happens. Who is the right person to be Drew McIntyre? Hmm. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. I would love for him to squash Drew McIntyre SummerSlam with fans. Like, that would make me so happy. Like, him just coming out, F5-ing Drew McIntyre. Like, him going for a Claymore and him just picking up and F5-ing him twice. That'd be great. 
Let's yeah. do it. Let's yeah. book it. And then Drew McIntyre is never seen again. I am I am such a huge Dolph Ziggler fan. I think okay. he's so... What is happening? Oh, no. Are you about to pitch Dolph Ziggler as WWE champion? I'm just saying that Dolph would be the perfect person to have a run right now. Yeah. I think Dolph... I, I don't think it's going to happen, and I love Dolph. Happen, but I, I appreciate your like your backing of him because I love him too. Yeah, he. he I, I, moment, I, yes. I love I love Dolph. I love him. I love Dolph the person, and I love Dolph the wrestler. And I would love to see that happen. I know it wouldn't. I know it's unlikely. I should say, but Have that's I would why love. He to never see went it. to New Japan. Like, why did he not go to New Japan? Well, he's getting paid very handsomely oh, to so be in the WWE. Okay. I think that that's it. But, you know, and Dolph also has the ability to do the other things that he loves. I mean, he does all the comedy that he wants to do. And he actually, he's on comedy tours, was on comedy tours when that was a thing. I think that he, that's where his heart is. I think he, he always loves pro wrestling, but I think his heart is in comedy. doing comedy. So I think that he's happy to have a schedule that allows him to do both. He'd be a really good, like, like the John Cena thing. And uh, what was the movie that he was in with Amy Schumer? I'm blanking on it. Um, the one with LeBron. What is that? Uh, oh, uh, shit. Oh, I why can't it. I think of that one? Oh, my gosh. What is the name of this movie? A train wreck. Train wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Train wreck. Dolph yeah. could be in that movie. He could easily do that kind of role. Yes, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Dolph could be good. And um, he's someone I want on this podcast at some point. Because, like, Dolph, I think, I would love to pick his brain. Because he's, like, one of the biggest what-if wrestlers of, like, the last 10 Oh, years. yeah. Like his yep. stuff, if he goes back through, I don't envy his <laughs> situation because if he doesn't get that concussion, he doesn't get hurt when he does. Like, what happens with his career? Does he have an edge like career or does he have the career that he has? I, I, I don't know. Um, well, Dolph will be the first to tell you that he, he, if he was four inches taller and weighed 20 pounds more, he'd be the world champion like 10 times. Um, he's told me that numerous occasions and it's so true. I think Dolph Ziggler was maybe just like eight years too early because you think about if Dolph, like what's Dolph now? 39. I think if Dolph Ziggler really? was, yeah, he looks great, right? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So if Dolph was 31 right now and in NXT yeah, tearing it up, he I think it would be a completely different weeks. story. Yeah, there it is. There you go. Good for him. Yeah. But back to what you were saying. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, I just think that if he was in NXT in his late 20s, early 30s, just tearing it up right now, I think that he would then go up to the main roster and just be just a beast. And unfortunately, it wasn't really set up for smaller guys when he was coming up in the mid-2000s. I think him backing Sonya Deville would do a lot of favors. That's hmm. what I'm hoping for. Is Sonya, I think yeah. like, she has the most upside of anyone in this company right now with Becky being gone. Um, I think Sonya has the most star potential of anyone in this company. Um, I, I hope they don't pull the trigger on Nikki Cross over Bailey. That'd be a mistake, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't think that Nikki Cross has that kind of value at this point. And Bailey's just amazing. Bailey is just like, I never thought Bailey would be this good as a heel. But Bailey is. Oh, yeah. So damn good. Bailey is, she is the best professional wrestler in this company right now. I'm okay with saying that. Like what she's putting on three days a week and what she's doing, her facial expressions, 
Like everything about Bailey is just incredible. Like I'm all in on Bailey. Sasha is overrated. She's been overrated forever. Uh, Bailey is the queen of that group. Um, but I would love to see Dolph back Sonya in some way because I think Sonya has this untapped Becky Lynch potential. I really do believe that. I think Sonya has hmm. the potential to be the biggest star in this company. Yeah, I agree. I think that she has all, all kinds of potential, both in the ring, on the mic, with her personality. I think that there's huge, huge upside to her. I'm very interested to see if we had the same conversation a year from now or 18 months from now, what we'd be saying about where Sonya Deville is at that point. If she's not a champion by that point, I'm I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just um I just did Have an interview with before? No, I've never I've never met her. Okay. Um I'd love to though. That'd be great. I just did an interview with Peyton Royce mm-hmm. and I mean Cassie the person is so nice and so sweet, but I think that there's this huge, huge star potential with Peyton. And if the iconics ever broke up, or when they She'd break up, I'm sure it's inevitable. I, right oh yeah i just think that she has star Billy power written good all so over that helps no that's not true they're they're Billy great together. what is she good at explain to me ah, I they're, they're, people. i'm like what is she good at what is she good their at? promos are so fun it's not billy k <laughs> back to peyton royce She's a i think that peyton royce wrestler. she is terrible peyton royce no billy k oh Okay, well, back to Peyton. Okay, back yeah. to Peyton. Because I think good. that Peyton, Peyton's objectively Peyton, good. Yes. Oh, inc- incredible. And I think yes. that if Peyton was given a chance to have a singles run, uh, I think great. we'd be blown away. So there's another person that I'd love to be having a conversation with you about in 12 to 18 months where we yeah. can go, oh my God. Yes, Peyton Royce is getting what she deserves. Yeah, she, um, I like Peyton Royce. I think she has potential. I don't think Billy Kay has potential. I think she's just a manager. Like, I just, she's not good. She has a lot of Vicky Guerrero in her. We're like, yeah, she could be a manager. I could see her as like an authority figure, but like, she is objectively awful <laughs> in the ring. Oh, I don't know. That is not, that I is certainly not objective. Every match from she, like, that she's done of the last 18 months. And you can, you can just, you can, you can think for yourself. I'll send them well, to the you. problem is they haven't, you know, the, the iconics really haven't been given individual matches. Like they've, True. they've been working a lot of tag matches. Cause it's well, funny. I asked Peyton, an individual match like a couple weeks ago. I asked Peyton, I bad. said, what's, what's your favorite match that you've worked? What's your, I said, what's your favorite Peyton Royce match? She goes, huh, just Peyton Royce match. I'm like, oh, well like, you know, you can pick <laughs> yeah. any match that you've been in. And it's funny because you look at her career and she really hasn't had that many opportunities to really show what she can do. And I've been in a wrestling ring with her. Mm-hmm. I've been in a wrestling ring with her and wait, what is man, she can, what are you doing in the ring with Peyton Wright? <laughs> I was, I was getting chopped by her husband. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sean Spears. I'm sure. Everybody's seen the video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she can hang in there, and she, and she is. Good. Peyton Royce is good. Oh, oh, she's so good, so good. No, I'm I'm a Peyton Royce fan. I will back that. Um, but if you're asking me to back Billy Kay as a star, I would I would say no, no. She's a jobber. Would be my 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 thing. Oh, she's a jobber. I don't know. Some people have to be no, jobbers. That's... Well, then there's also some people that have to be mid carters. You know, yeah, not everybody not can be John Cena. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I'm being a little mean. 
I, I, I don't I don't know. Just a just a bit. <laughs> Look, I don't know her personally. I don't know anything about Billy Kay personally. I'm just saying what I've seen on television makes me think when I'm writing my notes down, I'm like, I don't think she's good. That's just something I'm writing down <laughs> my notes multiple times. I that's fair enough. I mean, yeah. Wrestling's subjective, you know? Yeah, it's something personal. I, I, I just I want everything to be good. And uh it's something nothing personal. Um where do you think uh Tissa Blanchard should end up? That's a really interesting one. And I think it would make sense logically for her to go to AEW. Her father is there. AEW has a really strong women's division. I think it would make sense for her to land there and have some amazing matches. Her in NXT or WWE would be really interesting. I just think she'd have to be used correctly for that to be the right move. But I'm I'm very interested to see where she goes because she's not just one of the best female wrestlers in the world right now. She's just one of the best wrestlers, period. I would – I wish this company – like all the companies would be like, we're not touching her. I really believe that. Um, what she did to Impact just rubs me the wrong way. Like Simiversary is coming up very soon. And she's very young. She's very talented. Like Tessa Blanchard is an amazing professional wrestler. Like I love watching her matches. Like I've loved her in impact. I wonder if the way to fix this long term is just be like, no one's touching her right now. Like you gotta be on your well, for a I don't, years. I don't think we know the full story chase of what happened with impact. We're really only hearing impact side of things. It and bothers me. Who I don't knows? Know. It's just, it's bad to me. Like all this seems. No, bad. I don't. I don't I don't think we know the full story and it's not fair to you, know you know make assumptions. I I don't, but we don't we don't really know Tessa's side of this. I know that her contract was coming up soon. I I know that and we don't know if she was going to stay or not cuz it's not something she really talked about. But I think that we don't know the full situation. So I think that what Impact did here was they went well we have to at least save face and make ourselves look good here. So if we put out the word first about what happened, then we'll look better. I think that's what happened here. And I look at their, like impact is very much stacked in the women's division. And like we have the good brothers coming over there for the tag division. And if impact builds around their tag and their women's division, that's good. That's what they should do with no Elgin, (laughs) no Tessa. I'm looking at this top of the card and I'm like, how do you do this? Like in your opinion, Chris, like how do you fix their world title division at this point? Well, I think it was really smart for what they did bringing in, bringing back the TNA championship with Moose. I think that was super smart Yeah, to not just bring it in and go, all right, we're going to have a tournament for the TNA championship. I love that Moose brought it in and said, all right, our champion's not here. Well, I'm, I'm going to be the TNA champion now. And what Moose is doing with this is some incredible heel work. So I think they're on the right path here. I don't know if Moose versus Dreamer is the Slammiversary match that we, you know, we're really looking forward to. I think what they should have done here was they should, they should have taken a legendary TNA champion and had Moose defend his TNA championship against a former TNA champion. I think that would have been a much more interesting match. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I don't think anybody's interested in uh, Moose versus Dreamer. And I love Tommy Dreamer, and I, Tommy Dreamer that. makes everybody look good. Yeah, I just think that it would have been smarter to have him go against 
any any former TNA champion. You know what would have been yeah. fascinating? Bring Bully Ray back. Yeah. Bully Ray's not not uh, he's not under contract with anybody. Bully Ray to come in and say, "Hey, that's my title." Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Saban maybe. Um there be sure. around there, yeah. Um but it just Dreamers is not a big enough name for some anniversary. Like I don't know. I look at this card, I'm just like, ah. I want them to do well. I want every professional wrestling company to do well. And I look at it, I'm like, ah, you got some work to do. And I don't, some of it's not their fault. And I, I don't know. I just want answers on certain things that uh, are behind the scenes there that um, you and I are not privy to right now. Yeah. Um, who have you enjoyed interviewing the most, Chris, in your time? Interviewing Number one is for sure the rock like really? the rock is the best oh yeah the rock's is the he best really like it's not yes. just disingenuous no like, you're like he's he's serious about it well if 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 it's all an act it's an act 24 7 and uh, the rock's amazing and obviously means a lot to me because i loved the rock growing up i was walking around my high school raising the people's eyebrow and yelling it doesn't matter at literally everybody so that was number one but Number two was The Rock was just on the top of my list. Oh, of course. It was a huge rock. I dressed up as The Rock for Halloween in college. Did you really? (laughs) Yeah. How does that work? How do you dress up as The Rock in Halloween? Uh, you know, you, you raise the eyebrow all the time. You uh-huh. wear those, uh, you wear those thin wire glasses Uh and, uh, I put a muscle shirt on and wore a... Yeah, wore one of those rock shirts, the one that said, get ready. And on the Uh back said, your candy ass is next. Uh That was my rock costume. Yeah, I don't like you anymore, Chris. Oh, come on. So, <laughs> so the rock has this amazing, like, star quality about him. He's well aware that he is the biggest star in the world, but he's also self aware enough to know that this moment is super important for you. Mm-hmm. So, he goes out of his way to make the moment special for every single person that happens to do an interview with him that day. So that's what makes it, that's what makes it really cool. He, he turns the moment around and makes it about you and makes it fun. So it, it's the rock hands down. Interesting. He's on my list. Like there's a lot of people on my list that I want to talk to. And I've talked to a lot of people. I would hope the rock is on your list. He's not on my list now. I'm not interested. Rocks. I don't trust. Yeah, not, not interested in talking to the rock no nah. I'm not like i would decline a rock request i really would get out of here no i'm not i'm not kidding like him and john cena i would decline hogan decline triple h what decline. are you talking about i don't want to interview them they're not interesting to me oh my the rock is it interesting to you no he's not are you are you good. listening to what you're saying yes. right now He's so good. Like rock is my second favorite. Like CM Punk is number one on my list. Like if I get CM Punk for an hour and I could just like look him in the eye and be like, okay, what do you think about this? Like that sure, is my number sure. one. Um, he's my, favorite. my number one, my number one that I want to do is Vince. I think that that would be a fascinating conversation. He wouldn't be honest. Like I would love the idea of honest Vince, but like, he's not going to give you the real stuff. There's no way. He's too good. He's been doing it for 50 years. Like he knows the game. Yeah, I agree with you. But if you could have like a on stone cold stuff, you're like, oh yeah, this dude 
he has no interest in actually being honest. <laughs> like that guy like it's just not gonna happen like that's what i'm saying is that, like i'm not interested in people that are just too smart for this where like they're just too guarded and they have too much to lose i don't i don't think the rock's too smart for this at all interesting uh, I, Okay. Oh no, you, you would have like the rock is a real dude when you talk to him. Right, we'll Cena is a little bit more guarded. Just, just text him and be like, "Hey Dwayne, um Chase <laughs> is doubting whether or not you would be genuine on this podcast. Just come on there and prove him wrong." Cena is Cena's a bit more guarded, for sure. As uh, and I think that it, Yeah, well, I mean, his answers are just yeah, a lot more, a he's lot more. A superstar, guard. like he knows what he's doing. Like he built oh, and the his whole Ro- brand. Like Cena is smart. Like he's just yeah. And the Rock's not. Give you anything? Um, the Rock is the the biggest superstar in the world right now. Like the sure. Rock is, yeah. But the Rock is a genuine person. I'm not saying that oh, that Cena so isn't. Cena is not a genuine person. No, but I'm saying when you talk to John Cena, you get Van Fleet hates John Cena. No, I love John. I'm I'm a huge fan of John Cena. I have a massive amount of respect for the person that he is. I'm just saying that you don't get the same type of conversation. You know, it's uh, the rock will like talk to you as John Cena out of a podcast. Like I would like to run into him somewhere and be like, hey, (laughs) do you miss wrestling at all? And just like see him out like at a Knicks game or something. And he's (laughs) and I like bump into him and I'd be like, hey. Do you miss it at all? He's like, no, not at all. And I'd be like, oh, interesting. Like, that's it. That's all I want to get from John Cena is like, what is your life without wrestling? That's all I want to know about him because he built his entire livelihood on this and then it's just gone. And I I wonder because he spent so many of his days building his life around this one thing and then to not do it anymore. I'm like, what is your day like? Do Do you just go... What am I supposed to do today? I was supposed to be at a house show three years ago, but now, yeah. what am I doing? I that's what I would like to know, but I don't think he'd ever answer that honestly. I don't know if there's anything more that John Cena could do in wrestling. No, there's so. That. I'm sure he misses the crowd reaction. I'm sure he misses, even though you know it's a lot of booze when his music hits. I'm sure he misses that energy. That's what everyone talks about after they retire or after they're done with wrestling. Yeah, they miss that energy, and I'm sure he would tell you that yes. He misses that energy, but what else? There's nothing really more that he could do. No, and I, I don't know. John Cena is very fascinating to me, and I yeah, for sure. I just I would like to talk to him without a podcast. Like, just be like, hey, what's up, bear? And just see him out, and just dap him up, and be like, hey, what do you miss? That's what I like <laughs> for like two minutes. Just give me two minutes of solid stuff that I would never use on on air. That's what I would do with John Cena. I would not want to talk to him for 40 minutes on a podcast because he'd be like, well, I missed the grind. Um, I missed the boys. Uh, I missed the, the, the locker room. I missed being in there with uh, the boys on, uh, did I mention the boys? Yeah, we, uh, we work very hard <laughs> together. And uh, no, I would, I would not want to spend 40 minutes of my life with that. But if I ran to him outside of that and just him just being like, yeah, you know, it sucks. Like, I, I don't know who I am anymore. That is curious to me. But he would not do hmm. that on a forty-minute podcast. I don't think he might. He might. I'm. Th- I'm very interested to see when The Rock finally does Joe Rogan's show. I just feel like it's it's bound to happen eventually. Probably, yeah. Spotify is going to make it happen. I, I think. I just think it has to happen. And I think or now would have actually been you and Joe <laughs> yeah. I. I wish it was yeah. funny. Uh, Rock Rock tweeted me 
when I did the interview with Ken Shamrock earlier in the year, because Ken Shamrock talked about that chair shot from The Rock. And The Rock then replied to the tweet and said, hey, uh, this is a great interview, Chris. Now I'm late for my workout. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. And I said to Rock, I said, well, I live 20 minutes away from you. Like, I'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> of course, you never got back to me, but uh, mm -hmm. I just yeah, put wait, that out you know there. You, you live 20 minutes from him. Oh, I, 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 everyone knows that he lives in uh, this certain town wait, in South Florida. Yeah, he lives just outside of Miami. Oh, I didn't know this. Okay. So that's well, he has like, ballers. I think he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually remember saying to him on the ballers red carpet, I'm like, how nice was it to get in your own truck? Yeah. Yeah. Get in your own truck, drive to work and then come home and sleep in your own bed. He's like, oh my God, it was the best. But I actually think he spends most of his time right now in the house he has in Virginia. I think that's where he's been. Like that's where he, when you see the photos of him with the uh, horses, that's, that's where he's living. Interesting. See, I don't know yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So he has a house in Virginia, a house in Florida, a house in LA, and I'm, I'm sure he has other houses. Huh. See, Chris, where would I be without you? I would not know any of this stuff. Well, and now you know that The Rock is a great person and should absolutely be on your list. I never said he wasn't people. a great person. I said it in one of my podcasts. There's a difference. There's a difference, Chris. That's, that's my... That is you. You might be the only podcaster on the face of the planet who's like, nah, you know, I'm turning down a Dwayne Johnson yeah, I interview. Saying, no, no, you know who I want more than him, Orange Cassidy. That's who I would rather have. Wow. Yeah. Look, I think Orange Cassidy's great. Orange super Cassidy's entertaining, the most budding young superstar in this in the professional wrestling landscape. It's number one, Orange Cassidy, and then there's a huge drop off. Like it's him. He has so much upside. That like, yeah, I just, he could be the biggest star in professional wrestling in the next two years. There's no doubt in my mind. That's who I would like to talk. He could be. Yeah. So I just think good. that talk, talking to The Rock about everything, you know, it's not just wrestling with him. It's not just movies with him. It's not, down. it's not just TV with him. It's The Rock, the entrepreneur, the businessman, the mogul. And I think it's fascinating what he's built. I think it's fascinating too, but I just, I don't think it's not interesting to me. I don't know. He's okay. Not interesting. Fair enough. Like, no, that's cool, he's man. It's not like I would never like, I could go through my notes and be like, what do I want to ask him? Like, I like your movies. I like your, your professional wrestling. Like you were good. I enjoyed your work. I don't know. But CM Punk would be like, wow. I like CM Punk. First question. Do you think you made a mistake by going back on backstage? Done. Like we yeah. get started with that. <laughs> he made a mistake. That was wrong. It was a wrong move. Um, Rock's not interesting. Yeah, I wonder when. I wonder when we see him around wrestling. Now that that show has been canceled, he made a big mistake there. Like I think, I, I look. I would love CM Punk if you're listening. Like I, I love you. You're my favorite professional wrestler of all time. But this is a mistake. What you did, it was a. <laughs> this is a bad move. Like you going back in that context and then getting canceled, like your value is just de decreased. Like it just has. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Cause that, that, that show was not a WWE produced back, show. Like if he had just come back organically on AEW or on NXT, like it's just a different, it's a different environment. Well, it still will be. I mean that, I don't think that counts as his comeback. I don't think that him walking out into a studio. No, not really. I don't okay. think that, 
I think that this is just a tiny little blip on his resume. Mm. That I, yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone would look at that as being his return or his botched return. I just think they go, oh, remember that time that uh, CM Punk was on that studio show? Oh, yeah, I think I watched like an episode or two of that thing. I think that's all it is. Have you talked to him before? Very briefly. You like? Him? I, I yeah, it was. I I interviewed him. Uh, I was one of the first interviews that he did kind of randomly after he left WWE. He was hosting the Alternative Press Music Awards in Cleveland. I was living in Cleveland. Very slick back, like, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. So this is you. Yeah. yeah. And I I said, are we ever going to see you in a squared circle? And that's when he's like, never, ever, never, ever, 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 ever. So he was, yeah, he was really nice and like super like upbeat and kind and yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cool. And I think it was also because we were having a conversation Outside of wrestling. Yeah. I, you know, we were there. He loves music. He was there hosting this um, music awards show. Yeah. So he was great. Have you ever had the chance to meet him? No, I would. I would love to. Like, he's my bucket list. He's my guy. CM Punk is my okay. guy. Yeah. Well, he can. I, I'm, I'm well, sure that this could like, happen. Um, Chris, so you know that CM Punk's the best in the world, right? They, that's what he says. Yes. That's, um, that's what he wore on his trunks. I am also the best in the world at what I do, and that is podcasting. So we have a lot. Well, in wait, isn't Jericho the best in the world at what he does? No, he is. Uh, he is not. That's what he says, though. Yeah, but he's not. Hmm, but Jericho's if Jericho really says Jericho is like great when he doesn't know he's great. Does that make sense? Like Jericho is amazing when he doesn't realize that he's being awesome. When Jericho realizes that fans like what he's doing. That's when badness happens. Is like I don't know. I would pull like all social media from him when he does good stuff. Like that's my. I think he should have somebody in his life that's just like no, 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 no. He can't see this. He can't see this because if he knows this is good, then he's going to double down on this and he's going to make this very, very um, involved in his act. I don't know. That is my perspective. I th- I think that Jericho can do no wrong, and really? the fact okay. that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like Jericho. if if He's Jericho's if Jericho's not in the conversation of one of the greatest of all time, like he is, it just doesn't make sure. sense. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think what's so good about Chris Jericho is Don't he's reinvented himself. Don't put this on me. He's reinvented himself so many times, and every single time he's reinvented himself, it's got over like crazy. Like the guy got a pen click over. True. Like. There's no one else in wrestling that could get a pen click over. True. You know, it was amazing. And I think that, and I it, like a little bit of the bubbly who expected that to get over. He gets over little things. I mean, he has one of the best segments in professional wrestling of like the last 10 years with the, what was it called? The, the friendship. What was it called? What did he call it? Where he turned. Oh, with, with oh, Kevin Owens. Yeah. It's one of the best segments in professional wrestling of the last 15 years. Yeah. Um, what was it called? The yeah. friendship. Summit, what was it called? I forgot what it's called. <laughs> but if you want to go back and watch it, folks, like it's incredible. And <laughs> those two are just Kevin Owens and him. They just they're incredible. I, I don't know how to. Uh, I, I can't undersell it. Like those two were phenomenal, and yeah, one of my favorite professional wrestling segments of like the last twenty years. Um, and that was all the brainchild of Jimmy Jacobs, who is now in Impact Wrestling, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he what is. happened there? What did he get? What, what what did he get fired for? It was something stupid, I want to say. 
I was he he posted a selfie with the Young Bucks, I think. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And he's not even in AEW now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, damn. Well, there we go. Uh Chris, do we have anything else that you would like to touch on before we get out of here? Now this was great. I really appreciate you having me back on. Thank you. And like you're you were a podcasting a machine. And I think we can all take a lot of advice and, and just kind of follow in your path and try to be little mini machines ourselves. Work fucking hard, man. That's all I can tell you. And uh, don't. That's really what rock. it comes down to. Don't interview The Rock. Interview anybody yep. else who's more interesting than The Rock. Yeah. Um, that yep. is what I would definitely sell on. Um, I, I can't wait for him <laughs> to like slide in my DMs and be like, what the fuck? Um, that'd be that would make my life. It's the Rock being angry that I said I would not interview him. That would that would be incredible. Um, no, it's uh, it's gonna be good. Um, you're doing great stuff. I'm glad that you moved on because I I think we had a conversation about like you moving your YouTube show to the podcasting realm, and uh, I'm glad you did it because now you're top two hundred iTunes. So it worked out. Yeah, well, thank you, and that's it's been. Such an interesting journey in the podcasting world. The reason I didn't do it is because I didn't want to take views away from the YouTube stuff because I was fully invested in my YouTube channel and making that grow. And then I just kind of realized they're definitely different audiences. Yes. So yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun and I'm, you know, continuing to grow and I'm excited. You know, we kind of talked a little bit off air about how people listen to podcasts when they're driving to and from work. And there's not a lot of people that are driving to and from work right now. So no. I'm I'm excited for people to be – look, I'm excited in general for the world to slowly get back to whatever normal is going to look like. Um, and, I'm, and I hope that everybody can be safe and healthy through everything that's going on. But I'm excited for us to do the things that – define our days the things that you know that we're used to doing and uh i think for a lot of people that's listening to podcasts diana Peraza is with what company in 2021 oh she'll be with impact okay interesting well, hey, I, she, she, wait what do you mean why wouldn't she be she signed a deal there interesting okay you don't think so i i have my doubts but we'll see where do you think she's gonna be aw Hmm. I don't know. I don't know the length of her deal, but she's with Impact now, and I mean, she has a title shot at Slammiversary. She does. That's you know to be to debut and then a few weeks later be fighting for the title. That's a lot better than the five years she spent in NXT. Will Osprey? Where is he next year? Hmm. Probably New Japan. Yeah, I think I talked to him around. I think his birthday last this past year. Yeah, in April. I think he's really happy with what he's able to do there. He's gotten a lot bigger. Oh my God. Has he he's, ever, he inspired he is a heavyweight now. That guy is yes. very, yeah, he's, he's a bona fide heavyweight. He says he weighs 225 now. He, he actually really? inspired me. Yeah. He inspired me actually to start bulking up. Fuck um, off. I was just, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> I was just so like, cause he was always very lean, right? He was always very lean. Yeah. And then I, he started posting those photos of like, look how much mass I've gained in the last, you know, three months or six months or whatever it happened to be. And I'm like, dude. So after the interview I did with him, I said, like, what's the deal? And he kind of broke down his macros. He broke down his calories. And I'm like, I can do that. Calorie intake a day. 
It's about 4,000, 4,500 really 4, calories. 4, it's more than Yeah. So that's what I've been eating the last three months. And like I that? put on. That's a lot, man. Well, it, but it's like really calorie dense meals. Um, like my, I guess you could call it breakfast is like 1,100 calories. What, what's your breakfast? It's two scoops of oatmeal and two scoops of protein uh-huh. and two scoops of peanut butter. Wait, peanut butter where? Natural peanut butter. I, I, I mean, some people like, mix it in just, with the oatmeal. Yeah, I, just I was going to say, like, where do you put it? I just eat it off the spoon. So I'll just one spoon, eat that. One another spoon, eat that while my oatmeal is in the um, microwave. It's a lot of oatmeal, though. Like two cups of oatmeal with water is like you got to put it in a big like mixing bowl to eat it. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a lot. Interesting. But it's an easy 1100 and I think it's like 1100 and I think it's just over 1100 calories. It's What's an easy 1100. What's that? What's your lunch? So then, uh, We're like then I'll eat on this. I I'm curious about your lunch. All right, right I'll get all down. For you. Then it's like, uh, I'll have a snack a few hours later of like yogurt and a banana or something and maybe some nuts. Then it's like some scrambled eggs with some egg whites in there, a can of beans can and of something. Beans? What? Yeah. It's all about carbs. Like it's all about yeah. like you need, you need carbs to, to like have that energy mm. that, you know, the rest of the meals are basically like, you know, the standard chicken breast or fish, um, you know, a, bu- a bunch of rice and then something green. It's just eating a lot. Yeah. Interesting. How does that work dating wise for you? When you're on a date, dating, I can't, I can't eat that or I can't eat that. Like, are you very yeah. peculiar about your, your choices? Like, I eat a lot of pizza. So like, and I'm, I'm very good about like, if it's, if we're going out for a beer or it's mm. someone's going away party or a birthday or, you know, you're on a date, I'm not going to be like, Oh, um, yeah. So can you make sure that chicken is cooked in uh, uh extra virgin olive oil? Yeah. And I'll just take a, I'll just take a half serving of the rice. Yeah. Can you make sure that the broccoli is steamed? No, I'm just like, Oh, that Mac and cheese looks great. I'll have that Mac and cheese. Yeah. Bring out some extra bread. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't like care if, if we're going out to a restaurant, I'm not eating chicken breast and rice. <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting pizza. That's what you're saying. I'm getting and chicken wings are my kryptonite. So I'm probably kind of eating chicken, chicken wet or dry. Oh, wet. I'm like a, I'm a barbecue or a hot barbecue. That's usually my, my go-to. Okay. I'm a big, um, I'm a big either lemon pepper or garlic parmesan. Okay, guy. garlic parm mm, is my favorite. Yeah. Garlic parm is the king. Like that shit is is fire. Yeah, I'm just I I just love like the I like a I like a spicy barbecue a lot. So that's usually my go to. Spicy barbecue, interesting. Yeah, spicy barbecue or hot barbecue. And if they don't have it, I'm like, can you mix the hot and the barbecue together? I'm ordering pizza after this podcast because of you. You better. I'm starving. <laughs> I'm starving, Chris. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you making the time, as always, good sir. Um, what should we check out from you? We, we you interviewed Peyton Royce on the podcast um, today. We can check out on the Chris Van Fleet show on Blue Wire, friend of the pod, Blue Wire. They're good people. Um, what else should we, check, should we check out from you this week? Uh, what else do I have? Uh, so I just did an interview today with 
the Rock. Kylie Ray. Okay. Which will be out next week. She seems like the best person. Oh, she's so fun. Her 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 energy is so infectious. She's just great to talk to. You you can't not smile when you're talking to Kylie Ray. Did you ask her about AEW? Not really. Okay. I think it's a very touchy subject. So we talked a little bit about AEW, but that whole departure thing did not isn't really out. Yeah, and it's uh, I think it's just, you know, she's talked about it I think a, a bunch. She's talked about what happened. She's put out a bunch of stuff about it. So, I mean, I was really interested to hear about impact. She has a big slime anniversary. Yeah. I mean, she's a good opportunity there. And I think impact is a good company for any, um, any, I don't know how to explain this. Um, any talented young female performer, like that is a good place for you is impact yeah. wrestling. I think they're doing a very yeah. good job of developing their women and giving them opportunities. Like and then tag team division. So we'll see what happens with the good brothers at some anniversary. Yeah. It seems like they're very much in the way. Um which I would yeah. do because their main event scene, um, it's not gonna get fixed overnight. Like there's just not the, the bodies <laughs> aren't there. So I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah. And it's gonna take some time. So fingers crossed they can figure it out, but uh it's gonna take some time. Uh Chris this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you making the time, good sir. And uh, let's uh, talk again soon. Let's do it. I appreciate you having me on. And keep up the great work, Chase. Thanks again. Thank you. I will continue working my ass off just for you, Chris. This has been Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. Goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.